Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sounds Pants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched The Wolf of Snow Hollow. The Wolf of Snow Hollow is a 2020 comedy horror film written, directed by and starring Jim Cummings. It follows a police deputy who begins to break down from the stress of investigating a series of brutal murders of women in his sleepy ski community. Terror begins to grip the small mountain town as new bodies are discovered after each full moon, with all the evidence seeming to point to something supernatural, a werewolf living amongst them. Jimmy! Jimmy C. Jimmy C. Hey, Jim. He's a beast. He is a beast. The man who will die acting. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. He's such a Tom Cruise. Yeah. He's got big TC vibes, I reckon. But not in terms of that I'm going to die doing a stunt. No. It's I'm going to die emoting. Yes. Yeah. You just almost expect him to just start vomiting through pure emotion and not stop until he's dead. Yeah. You know how Christian Bale does like big body transformations for roles and people are like, man, mm. that's got to fuck you up on the inside. That's how I think Jim is. Yeah. <laughs> Emotionally, he's just about rips himself apart in every scene that he's in. Yeah. And somehow pieces himself back together. I feel I don't know, I'm worried for him. <laughs> but I love watching it. I, I feel like I feel like he's gonna have maybe let's just you know, he might only make eight movies because <laughs> yeah. by number eight he's dead. Like he just will <laughs> wring every last drop of Whatever out of him His performances are huge Yeah and It's yeah. just like How are you still alive? Well full, full admission I have yet to see Thunder Road It's It's been oh, sitting heavy On my radar But it's just sort of One I haven't stum- I Made my way to yet So I, I watched this This is my first Jim Cummings Experience yeah. um, And I was I was Very interested Because obviously I know that he's Quite good at just Cobbling together a movie Through grit And hard work And, and I, I love anyone who's can show you don't need a big studio to make a decent movie. Um, so I was very keen and was not disappointed. I had a lot of fun with this movie. I thought it was brilliant. Um, everyone else should check out Thunder Road as well. It's actually, I mean, you could watch them as a double feature. There's a lot of similarities mm, okay. um, in in the character and the performance. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the Wolf of Snow Hollow is a genre piece with werewolves. So yeah. um, it is different in that regard. Mm. No, it's not a werewolf. That's what he keeps saying the whole. That, that, the running gag of any time someone brings up a werewolf and he just loses mm. his shit mm. to be like, it can't be a werewolf. Just the thing about Jim in this is, 
uh, the difference between, I guess, this and Thunder Road. In Thunder Road, he's an empathetic character. In this, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's just kind of a dick. Yeah. And he's just, like, barely keeping his shit together. And just the fact, like, that scene where he just gets in a punch on with the coroner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Well, once you realise he was the guy who threw the, uh, the rock or the can or whatever, the bottle... Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, I listened to an interview with Jim Cummings recently um, about his character, and he was he mentioned about his character being like unlikable. And there was they'll talk about. Uh, actually, I'm going to throw out a spoiler warning now because I don't want to censor myself. So if you haven't watched the movie, we probably will spoil some things. So just do yourself a favor and watch it. Anyway, back to the movie. So there was the scene where he's with the the deputy or the the other officer, the female one. Um, who was awesome, by the way. Yeah, she's great. Ricky Lindholm. Yeah. So good. Big Fargo vibes from her character, which I love. Oh, big, big Fargo vibes for this whole movie, full stop. All throughout. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I loved just like the mild mannered police detective who's actually just fucking amazing at their job. And like behind the scenes, behind these big personalities, he's actually just getting the job done. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, but yeah, so the scene with her in the car and she's trying to be quite supportive to him. He's been a dick basically throughout because he's, he's, he's an alcoholic um, and she puts her hand on his leg and we kind of get a little little sense of, oh, maybe there's a rom- romance there. And so apparently there was a cut where instead of just walking out of the car, which is what he does, she's like, maybe you should start acting like a sheriff, like you're supposed to. And he's like, maybe you should get your hand off my leg. Oh. And basically, he loved it because he's like, "Yeah, this guy is a dickhead. He's an alcoholic. You're not you're like you. People aren't nice when they're under the influence and stressed out and all this sort of stuff." Um, but basically, everyone he showed it to is like, "No, that's the tipping point where it becomes too unlikely." Yeah, <laughs> it's probably because of how good her character is. Yeah, and I mean, he could be a dick to anyone else in the movie, and it's yeah. like, okay, that's okay, mate. Yeah, but to her, and it's like, whoa, yeah. you piece of shit. <laughs> well, she's the one who puts it all together. Like mm. he. He, he doesn't work. Like, she's the one who actually solves... She realises who it is mm. it, with that final phone call from the, the, the victim where the guy's like, oh, you left this, like, yarn picker? Yep. And she's been going through those notes and is like, oh, no, I know exactly who it is. He's going to that guy's house to return shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I, like, I, I, I liked... Like I said, I really liked her character and the way she was just doing, you know, sort of the old school police work. Um, but I also did love that that he stumbled upon it as well and that he almost, he became, I feel like a better detective across the movie. Like even when he did realize the coroner was the one who threw the bottle where at the start, I feel like he was so preoccupied. He never would have caught that, mm. yeah. but it just cost him kind of everything. Well, cause he's, it's interesting that he's, he's become a better detective, but he's no longer a cop by the end of the movie. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, because he's just, yeah, because he says, I'm just working on behalf of the sheriff's department mm. when he's handing back the, 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 the last, the items that belong to people. Yeah. yeah. And he gets spat on and it's, it's fat. Like there's some incredible stuff. Like, so to, to balance out the horror, there's my all, my favorite scene in this is the scene that I, there's two moments in this that are my favorites that I think just typify who he is as a character. The first one is when he comes into the uh, storeroom where the dad's getting checked out by the EMT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, See, I'm fine. I know, fine. And he's like, is he fine? He's got a heart murmur. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and he just loses his shit. And the dad's just yelling like, hey, no, he he's lying. He said 30 seconds before you walked in that I'm healthier <laughs> yeah. than ever. <laughs> like, it's just- yeah, I, I, yeah. And like his introduction, the introduction of that character as well, I really liked in the AA meeting where he, he actually doesn't present angry at that moment, but he's just sort of a bit 
weary and tired and he's sort of saying, oh, yeah, I've got anger issues, blah, blah, blah. And then when those anger issues come out, holy yeah. fuck. And that's when you're like, Jim, <laughs> slow down, buddy. <laughs> it's... It's so good. And the other the other bit that I love of him with his anger issues is it's it's split over like two scenes, but it's a mm. scene where he calls the deputy the other officer out to the snow to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> That's the funniest <laughs> bit in the movie. <laughs> when the window it's, just goes up. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, it's it's just but again, it's it's very you're right, it is very Fargo meets mm. like a a horror wolf movie mm-hmm. where it's just a bunch of people who are just not quite prepared for a situation and they're all dealing with their own shit, and the person who's got all the responsibility cannot handle anything. No. Like, he fires, like, three people over the course of this movie. <laughs> yeah. And, I, like, I mean, another thing that I like that it's, like, this nice uh, analogy throughout it, which, is, of course, is, like, well, for a, a werewolf, they show up once a month where once a month someone loses control. They cannot hold back. And then... You, Obviously, that comparison to alcoholism where maybe not once a month, hopefully, but like once you start, you cannot hold back and you become a monster. Like drawing those lines was really good because you're like, oh, this is some pretty serious sort of matters. And again, in that same interview I was listening to with Jim Cummings, like he said, yeah, we really want to hit that hard because it, it isn't pretty. And like, so when he loses, when he snaps and he's like angry and then when you see him actually start drinking and he really like that, that one quick shot in the kitchen and he smashes the, um, the door the to the oven and you're like, fuck, this is pretty intense. And I really like it because, yeah, because he's become a monster in that moment, much like yep. the werewolf. Like, yeah. really great stuff. Him chugging that bottle of Listerine is oh, pretty... Yeah. Like, it's a, yeah, at that point in the movie, everything's kind of falling apart and you yep. get that heartbreaking scene where the daughter has to put him to bed mm, mm. and she's crying at him being like, you're okay, you're just depressed, you'll be fine in the morning. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm a bad fuck. Like, just there's a lot happening. And yeah. then you get... The, Basically, even though he doesn't completely resolve all of his issues by the end of the movie, mm-hmm. he is taking control, which I think is the difference between him and a werewolf is that a werewolf is out of control. But you have that beat yep. at the very end where those guys are talking about all the new hot girls on college campus mm-hmm. and he overhears it and he stops and you think he's going to turn around and beat the shit out of her, but he takes a breath and just walks yeah, away because he that trusts was nice. that yeah. she's going to be okay. And Yeah, yeah, that was really good. The, the movie kind of reached a point for me of... Um, it's building up. He's quite unlikable, but then you get to the moment where he breaks down about his dad and how he's mm-hmm. just every like he can't sleep at night. Every time the phone rings, he thinks it's going to be someone telling him that his dad's yeah. dead or his dad's in hospital. And that's when I'm kind of like, ah, oh, you're still a dick, and it's not really excusable behavior. But I I, I get what's going on in your head now a bit better. Yeah. And yeah, from yeah. that point on, I I. I liked him more, but yeah, he does. He does mm. go down a dark hole after that. The two strongest scenes, I think, are the two with his daughter. Oh yeah, the one where he saves her initially, mm. and then she just lets him have it in the street, and then ends it with, "Take me to the hospital. I have a fucking head wound." Yeah, <laughs> like, and you can see there's a moment where he doesn't want to leave because he knows that the world, like the the thing that he's after is like just down the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, love that the movie. Um, you spend a lot of the movie being like, "Yeah, I mean, I'm a." Like, it can't be, werewolves aren't real, this mm, can't be mm. happening, can it, can it? And then it drags it out to the point where you're like, fuck, well, maybe, maybe it is. And then it's like, oh, no, you got me. Good movie. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Like, the the fact that we see the monster pretty early on and you're like, oh, well, fuck me. Okay, this is a werewolf. Great. But like you said before, Tom, we've also got him the whole way through going, of course, it's not a werewolf. And then even um, Ricky Lindholm's character is like, no, of course, I don't think it's a werewolf. Like, yeah, that, get real. <laughs> that scene in the car where he's like, dude. <laughs> 
do you think it's... She's like, no, of course not. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love it because like, it is literally telling us, the audience, it's not a werewolf, guys. But we're yeah. like, no, well, it is. I've seen it. It's a werewolf yeah. for sure. Of course it is. <laughs> it's eating people, you know. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. And yeah, I agree, cunts. It got me. So when the reveal came that, no, of course, this isn't a werewolf. This is a man. This is just a psycho, a serial killer, really, with a, with a weird wolf fetish yeah. and wants to dress up as a wolf. I'm like, oh, that's very good. You, oh, sneaky Jim, you, you bloody got me, mate. And you feel like a bit of an idiot. You, well, yeah, you do. Because <laughs> yeah. you're just like, oh, no, you got me good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do that thing where they tease that it might actually be a werewolf when they lead you down the path that it's that junkie guy with all the dogs. And you're mm. like, maybe he's a werewolf. No, he's just a junkie. Uh- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. And like a good red herring as well for that. Like, and that's all, like, that was clearly the purpose of that junkie is like, oh, here's a little red herring for you. So you're like, well, it's a werewolf. Maybe it's this junkie. Maybe they're both one and the same. The junkie is a werewolf. But you're not actually really getting any of the answers to what to what this the answer to this case is. So yeah, it did it did well as a, even a detective story. Meanwhile, there's a werewolf story taking place, and this guy's having an emotional breakdown throughout the movie. Like, really had quite a lot going on. Yeah, and it's all under ninety minutes. There's mm. there's heaps going on. I could see how some people would be a bit probably put off by the real sort of mash of genres that's going yeah. on here. There's just so much thrown at the screen. Mm. It worked for me though. It's pretty tight too. They go through a lot in a short space of time. There's a lot. Ha- like, mm. and the script, what I love about this, and mm. um, I think I've said it to you, Sean, but is that we know that Jimmy C is a big time actor, but the writing in this for me is so tight. Yeah. And the, the, the jokes and the way it. The way it jumps scenes around, so everything's kind of a little bit chaotic. Yes. Particularly when he starts drinking and it just keeps showing different scenes of him drinking. You're like, wait, mm. was is that is this still the same sequence or is this the next day? When he shows up at the at the police station and the woman's like, Your car's in the middle of the road, would you like me to move it for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that's what I was gonna draw on that too, Tom, with the I don't know if it was like the editing or the directing or a bit of both, but yeah, those time jumps. Um I really love that. Like uh, the one that really that I first sort of noticed was when all of a sudden we just had this smash cut to his kitchen and was slowly panning up to this cupboard above the oven or whatever it was. And you're like, then we just go back to the normal scene. You're like, oh, what's that about? And part of me thought, oh, maybe that's where he keeps the liquor. Mm. Anyway, but then the scene keeps going. You kind of forget about it. And then we get another one because we're getting close to it. And we know he's more stressed now. You're like, oh, that's fucking definitely where he keeps the liquor. Like, <laughs> yep. that is danger. That is that is him. That is his full moon sort of thing that we just saw, you know. <laughs> that's the thing that's going to turn him. So, yeah, really great editing. Um, was Thunder Road the same? Did it have the similar sort of style to it? Now it's a bit more linear, I feel, Thunder Road. With, okay. like. Sean, I can't remember if I haven't seen it for a while, but I'm pretty sure it mm. it doesn't jump back and forth. It's pretty tight, yeah. But it seems it it literally just follows the sort of progression of yeah. I think it's all just told across what is the time space of a couple of days. I think it's it's very linear, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I like yeah, this. Okay. I like sort of yeah. showing casework, but then cutting back to like him sitting at a funeral and being yelled at by the family yes. members and things like that. It was pretty yep. powerful stuff. Mm. And even when um the the attacks, the werewolf attacks are taking place. And so you've got this quite horrific scene unfolding and then it keeps cutting back to just normalcy and no one is knowing that this woman is dying right now and that she's like fighting for her life and you cut back and get a bit more gore and then cut back to just the drama. Yeah, really, really effective. Hmm. Uh, And one other thing I did want to talk about as well was the use of comedy. Um, So again, I haven't seen Thunder Road. I know that it it is that drama comedy. Um, I've heard enough about it to know that. But it, it played really well in this again this mash of genres that for me really did it yeah because it's i like i like i think we've talked about this before but if not i i personally feel like any drama should have a, at least 
a bit of comedy in it and any comedy should have a bit of drama in it. Yeah. yeah. If you have purely drama or purely comedy, it's a flat film. It's it's lacking. Yeah. And there's no reason you can't have a dramatic movie that has genuine little nuggets of comedy in it because it's still satisfying. If anything, it heightens the drama around it. This this is absurdly funny, I feel. like Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a lot funnier than Thunder Road, but this is that thing of it takes... We say this a lot. That thing of horror being hilarious when you mm. tweak it right. Yeah, like yeah. the 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 drama and the even the way he responds to the drama of his life, like mm. him slipping and falling into the oven, is like horrific. But there's an element of like slapstick pushed mm. to its absolute limit in in this. But just but just the way he like walks, the way he's like walking around that whole scene where he's yelling to tell like get, trying to get rid of the media yelling at all the different people yeah. as he's yelling out instructions and then just goes off and punches a cop in the <laughs> like all the set pieces are very like slapsticky and ridiculous and 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 very fun and like i said one there's that the a great per, a great sequence of that mm. is the scene where he learns that his his dad's got a heart murmur yeah. so he's not doing well that whole thing is played for laughs mm. But the consequences of that scene are really serious because it means that his dad's not doing so well. His dad has to retire. The pressure on him to look after his dad and solve the case to make sure his dad doesn't have a heart attack and die yeah, yeah. is is so like front of his mind. It makes sense that he makes mistakes and fucks and up. And also, yeah. there's that pressure on him because he probably feels like he's the he's the one that's going to take over his dad's job. Mm. So yeah. there's like the pressure is just is cooking him. This is a lot funnier than Thunder Road. Thunder Road, I think it's because. This one's got that separation by being a, a genre piece where things are just a little bit more heightened and you can kind of um, have a laugh a little bit more. Thunder Road just felt it's painfully real in a lot of scenes okay, and heartbreakingly real, whereas this is just like one step removed because there's the threat of, mm. of a monster and you're just like, oh, okay. Of a werewolf. Yeah. And you've got like just a sort of classic small town cops who most of them are a little bit shit at their job and don't <laughs> yeah. really care. Like they immediately want to palm it off to mm. the state police the or FBI. whatever, the yeah, FBI, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> and for Jim's character, he's like, no, no, because for him it's a career, whereas for them it's just a job. Yeah. Yep. Just something they do and then they clock off and have, have a beer. Exactly you know? right. Yeah. 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 This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, well, were we scared? Not particularly. Mm. Um, 
maybe in the early stages that when the the, the girl dies at the start, yep. there's like it's 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 a lot of moments of tension in it. Yeah. Any of the wolf moments are quite tense, mm. but nothing particularly scary. Mm-hmm. Were there jump scares? I don't really remember many jump scares. Not on the top of my head. There's there's that one of the scariest sequences is the um the third murder with the the kid and the mum. Oh yeah. Where there's the deer in the middle of the road and she gets out yeah. of the car and you're like, fuck, don't get out of the car. Yeah. And and having the kid in the back seat, you're like, hold on. Yeah. Kill the women. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Don't kill the kid. Yeah. Um, well, I had a moment last night. So I don't know if you boys know. Last night was a full moon. Um, and I know this because I, I took a photo of it. There was this the moon was gorgeous. So I tried to take a photo of it. Um, and then last night, so Holly, my wife, sometimes gets night terrors. And so last night during the full moon, at some point during the night, she starts making these sounds that are somewhere between like a groan and a scream. Oh, no. And I've experienced this with her before because she's, yeah, it's happened in the past. And basically, I've learned that the, the best thing for me to do is actually nothing. Mm. If I actually try to comfort her and wake her up in that moment, she's genuinely terrified. She'll probably start crying. And I've kind of got to give her a hug and because and, it's all too real. It's still very much she's in the moment of it. Yep. So the thing I have to do is actually just let her keep sleeping. And then she'll wake up in the morning and kind of not even really be that aware of it. Yeah. Yep. So instead, I just lie there next to her while she screams oh. in her sleep. Oh. Damo. Oh. And it lasted ages. <clears throat> and anyway, I was, I was, while this was happening, I'm thinking, I think I'm going to tell the boys about this tomorrow. <laughs> have you got some noise cancelling headphones? I have, I, I, I have rain sounds. So I usually put rain sounds on during the night, but she's, which usually does the trick. But she was, uh, when she's screaming, it's, uh, it doesn't really do it for me. Yeah, yeah man. That's... Cut, it cuts through the rain, the gentle rain sounds. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and then she even woke up in like, she woke up, you know, sometimes when you wake up in the middle of the night and you were just drenched in sweat and you don't yeah. know why. So she even woke up. She actually woke up maybe 20, 30 minutes after I heard her scream and she was just drenched in sweat. I'm like, oh, you're a werewolf, my love. Like, <laughs> you need to get this sorted. You're going to start eating people and hopefully it's not me first. <laughs> yeah. We actually, um, we went to the drive-ins the other night, mm. the cinema, which and it's, I think it's the first time it's been open for probably six or seven months. And we saw two. We saw Scream, but before we watched Scream, we watched Hocus Pocus. Have you guys seen that old one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, it's yeah. a classic. Yeah. But in that... We looked out the window and it was a full moon. The clouds moved and there's mm. a full moon. And then at the exact moment in the movie, one of the characters is like, oh, full moon. Werewolves are coming out. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Well, apparently this year was uh, one of the first times in a few years where Halloween has actually had a full moon fall on it. Mm. And I think there's actually were two full moons in October because of the way the calendar right. worked oh, yeah. out. Yeah, okay. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. None of that. Oh, man. No, not a fan of that. Can uh, can you please also, uh, Sean, share with us uh, who turned up for the screening of Scream? Oh, a fucking carload of people wearing the mask. Oh. <laughs> no, not, and a drive. No, no. Yeah, I didn't like that. Didn't that. Did not like that. Ugh. It was too too rowdy at the drive. Could you see any tongues <laughs> just poking through? No, there was enough There was enough tongues on screen. It was, again, Did, did you just call out, head. you don't know who you're messing with. This is one of the tongue boys over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten about the tongue, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, did our characters act wisely or foolishly? I mean, he's. I think he does act foolishly, but I, he, think I mean, he definitely he... does in just his personal life, at, at yes. the very least. <laughs> I think he's limited by a the fact that he doesn't believe in werewolves, and b mm. the resources around him. But I like not all the characters. So, um, is it Julia, the other officer? Yeah. Um, she's 
she acts a lot wiser than he does, but she's hamstrung by the fact that he's in charge and he's off his fucking head. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also everyone in town hates him. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one's... Like, there's that great sequence where she... Uh, the, the corner store, the guy's putting up the lettering, being like, <laughs> yeah. wolf's yeah. coming, we're all scared. And she's like, can you can you not put it up there? And he's just like, oh, the boss, Derek, you know, mm. he, 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 puts, he tells me what the letters are. I just put them up. So I can't take them down. She's like, yeah, but, you know, it's a bit... You could even just take down the last two. He's like, yeah, nah, look, Derek writes it out. I just put them up. Hmm. And then you get that throwaway line of her being like, is that your car? Man, those plates are expired. I'll just take them down. I don't think yeah. Derek will mind. Like, <laughs> she's so competent and she's doing so much good work to try to get the community to support the police force in his investigation. Yeah. And yeah. he's ruining it all by the fact that they're not able to apprehend anyone. And also, he's a dick. Yeah. That, that, that other great scene when he goes to AA and he picks... Is it Glenn? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Just, <laughs> and Glenn's wife. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, the last time I was here, I said some hateful things about Glenn and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually, there's moments in this movie where you're like, you shouldn't have your job. Like, yeah. what about when he falls asleep at the library and the librarian tries to wake him up and Jim nearly kills him? <laughs> yeah. oh, and then he says to him as he's leaving, he's like, you know, next time, not me, but next time, some of my colleagues, if you're ever sneaking up on a on a police officer in a library, you might get shot. Yeah. <laughs> well, did, did he say something like, if they're sleeping in the spooky section, you might get shot? Like, he even called, yeah. like, hey, I'm in the spooky section. That's clearly a bad idea. What about that great line when he's with her in the car and he's just like, it's something to do with like, ah, oh, he's just outraged. He's like, do you reckon... Do you reckon women have had a really rough time of it throughout history? And she's just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, he's so bloody clueless. Yeah. So, yeah, look, yeah, he probably, I think, for the most part, not wise. Like, he is trying to do his job. Like, that's that's where a lot of the pressure comes from. He's actually putting on himself because he wants to be great at it. But he's not great. Like, we kind of said, he does get better over the course of the movie. And she definitely is acting wisely. She's an awesome... Julia is an awesome yep. cop. And it is... Good to see her slowly putting the clues together in the background. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, I, I, it's again, it's tricky because you've got to have them bind to a werewolf. But even if they do, it's not a werewolf. Mm. So I, I think they do the best they can. I mean, the other officers don't believe in it and are ineffectual. Like one of them is literally like, nah, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. He ends up dead. So yes, <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, I think, I think they act as wise as you possibly can. Mm. In the circumstances. In, in this thing where yeah, all the evidence is pointing to a werewolf, but you're like, well, no, it's definitely not a werewolf. It's just some oh. nutter out there, yeah. Oh, and on, on the nutter out there too that we're saying before, um, scary sequences, that scene where he leaves the house and then he, just at the last minute, because the guy says something, uh, a detail about the case that no one knows. Mm, mm. And then he realizes that goes back and he's like, this is going to seem really weird, but could you please stand at your full height? Yes. And just him slowly standing up taller and taller and taller. And he's like, ah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. That was good. I like that reveal of the height because I hadn't clued in on that, that of course we know that this guy's really tall. Um, And meanwhile, throughout his house, this guy's been a bit hunched or sitting the whole time. So that was great. Um, The one thing I thought there that wasn't smart is like, why would he... If he thought maybe this is the guy, this guy doesn't have any inkling that he's onto him. Shouldn't he have waited and got more backup or something and then gone charging in? I mean, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. All right, well, then how would we do? So I guess in this scenario, we're, we're in the police force somehow, which seems 
ludicrous. <laughs> but anyway, let's stick with it. Um, so where I the- mean, if that guy can be a cop, we can. Well, be that's a cop. true. Like, look at some of the other. If John Marshall can be a cop, <laughs> yeah, when he yeah. absolutely does not have the temperament to be a police officer. We've true. just got to buy Jim gift baskets. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't work, Sean. You still get fired. Ah, damn it! <laughs> Did he keep the gift basket? Dog. All right. Well, let's say for our scenario that not only do we have to help solve, I think we need to be Ricky Lindholm, where we have to solve this case. And we have to put up with Jim Cummings as being a complete tosser throughout the whole movie. Yeah. I feel like that feels like the stakes are high. I think we're in trouble, boys. Mm. And let me tell you why. Our greatest strength on this show is our greatest weakness in this scenario in that we immediately believe it's a werewolf. So we approach the yes. situation and we're wrong. And yeah. we get fired. Yeah. And we get fired. Yeah, we always say, oh, we, we believe straight away so we can get on with, with solving the problem. Yep. But we would, sol- we would believe the werewolf thing and be completely in the wrong direction so we have to hand in our badges and then try and save the day as ex-cops go renegade boys i mean <laughs> big jim has to go renegade has to he loses his cop license so i think yeah maybe the four of us are just trying to keep him on the tracks and <laughs> and uh <laughs> from not losing control yeah we're not solving a mystery at all we're just like trying to make sure he's not losing his fucking mind yes yeah. so do we become <laughs> private investigators and jim's our boss <laughs> yes. we've all been fired yeah i like that <laughs> no we start the firm and then when he gets fired as well we ask him if he wants to join us because we're worried about him and we want to support mm. him and he does. He gets like does that emotional thing that he does in the movie where he's trying to say thank you, but he can't. He doesn't know how. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then we, yeah, I think then we might die because I think we approach it as though we're f- facing down a werewolf. So we yeah. like try to hit him with like silver candlestick. He's just a man, and he kills us. Yeah. Well, that's my my, my original thinking was like, oh, we'll be safe because this guy, this serial killer, basically just has a thing with women, like a lot of gross serial killers do. And we're not women, so, okay, well, at least our main goal is to solve the case, but we're not actually in any danger, except for the fact that, no, once the police get close enough, there is that one he, like, decapitates and puts in a bin or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that could be us. We could be the bin boys. Do we Do we have to trap him? Uh, look, probably. Do we have to dress Tom in a wig, dangle him in the middle of the street, Yeah. and then Damo and I get a good vantage point, and then take down the beast. But are we approaching it like he's still a werewolf? So we're trying to get him with werewolf tactics, and he's just a man. <laughs> we're off trying to get silver yeah, bullets. Say we, say we use werewolf tactics. Yeah, we've got silver bullets. Yeah. Like a silver bullet is going to kill a man and a werewolf. <laughs> Imagine if it did it, though. Imagine if silver bullet, like human beings were immune to silver bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. No, look, I reckon you're right. If, if we actually, if through our PI work, the four of us, including Big Jim, managed to actually get on his trail and corner him, and we had guns even if they had silver bullets, well, we're, we're dumb enough to be able to point a gun in the right direction and, and pull the trigger. So We'd corner the werewolf and all aim at him and all miss and hit each other. So we all die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was thinking like, we'll piss our pets, but we'll hopefully at least hit him. <laughs> <You know. laughs> Yeah, I think I think it'd take us a long time. I think in our version of the movie, we're so preoccupied with helping Jim that he maybe doesn't return the stuff to people. Mm. So it's actually Julia who works out that this guy's a normal man. So we're off in the woods 
trekking wolves. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, we come back to town and be like, we didn't we we found evidence of a really big wolf and it's like, Oh, we got him. It was the yeah. it was the taxidermist. <laughs> We've been out in the woods for like yeah. five days. And they're like, Where's Jim? And we're like, uh, got eaten by wolves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've eaten him. We <laughs> <laughs> we ate Jim. I think I think this is the first time on this show we've just had zero impact on the actual story <laughs> on the actual storyline. Yeah. Like not even that like normally like we at least die or in some way, but this time no, that hasn't even happened. We're just in the background. This is a bit like the Raiders of the Lost Ark thing where Indiana Jones has no bearing on the outcome. <laughs> yeah. We are Correct. Indy. The Nazis still die. Yeah. Yeah. I think generally we get kicked off the force because we become so Obsessed with the werewolf angle, we then mm. end up in the woods looking for werewolves. Yeah. yeah, so we don't even hear about the junkie getting arrested because we're off in the woods, and mm. then they eventually catch the taxidermist because they get the the picker. Yeah, I think I think you're right. The best thing we can do for this scenario is get us and Jim out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best thing we can do. It's Operation Keep Jim Sober and yeah, Safe. Yeah, Jim is the thing that <laughs> is preventing this from from running smoothly. So we really yeah. we do Julia yeah. a favor by getting him out of there. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh no, here we go. Here we go, boys. We start committing petty crimes. <laughs> to keep Jim occupied. To, to okay. keep Jim, Jim occupied. He can't focus on the murder case. Mm. And his dad, the sheriff's like, no, you're off you're out of control. Just go get a win. Go solve go solve these weird robberies at the library. <laughs> <laughs> we basically turn into Scooby Doo villains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dressed as werewolves, so he he follows us on his fake trail because he's doing yeah. that. Meanwhile, allowing Julia to actually solve the proper murder mystery. Great. Yeah, that's good. So we're the werewolf brothers yep. and we're dressed as werewolves and we, we basically lead Jim out into the mountains and distract yeah. him yep. while the real while the real cop does the job. <laughs> and then when he like unmasks us all and he's like, mm. I've got you, we sit down and we're like, John, this is an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, on that note, that is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners have any comments, would like to say hi, tell us how you'd be a werewolf, you can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at scaredyboys or individually, I'm at pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at Awkward Trade. Stay scared, everyone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.